Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Almost Famous, the OGs. She's Trista Sutter Nayren. <laughs> you pointed to Amanda on my screen. Did I? But hi. Trista Sutter Nayren. <laughs> and I'm Bob Guinea. Nay and that's Guinea. Bob Guinea. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Now, as we have been doing for quite some time now, just bringing you A-plus content every damn day that we do this. And here we are again. I am with literally the two OGs of the OGs that we've ever had OGist on the show. Of the OGs. I don't think it gets any more OG than this. Not unless Alex was here. 
<laughs> exactly. Unless we had Alex Michelle, which that's never happening. That guy doesn't. Sh- he's like the groundhog on Groundhog Day. We only see him like once a year. Um, we don't even see him that we much. We don't no. see him that much. No, we don't see him that much. But I am with the two finalists from the very first season that The Bachelor was ever on the air. Now, I know it seems like a lot longer ago, but it was only, what, was it 2002, 2001? What year was that that the, the season aired? 2002. Yeah, uh-huh. 2002. Which so was a long time ago. Who years kidding? ago. It, it was. <laughs> Oddly enough, we did like 16 shows that season because I was also I was yeah. also The Bachelor. Uh, so I did Tristan's season of The Bachelorette that year, and then – 2003 i was the fourth bachelor already so i mean we were just packing it in cranking back then. it cranking yes it but we have amanda caldwell who at the time was known of course as amanda marsh and amanda you were the winner of the first season of the bachelor with thank alex you. michelle welcome to the show and thank you for joining <laughs> thank us thank you i know it's exciting to see you both yeah it's so exciting it's crazy how do you feel about being called a winner <laughs> uh, I laugh. It reminds me of like, you know, when Charlie Sheen said he was winning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Winning. It's yeah. like, yes. um, how do we, I mean, first of all, what, I won a man and then. I right. know. <laughs> yeah. Definitely and then, not a quality relationship either. And so. No. Uh, oh, who knew? Yeah. How long, how long did you guys stay together actually? Like how long were you a couple you know, after the final? To be honest, uh, about a year. Oh, wow. Okay. That's longer I than know. I anticipated. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And considering long distance and everything. Um, yeah. yeah. I gave it a good go for about a year. Yeah. Have you talked to him? <laughs> no. You know, we would keep in touch until maybe 10 years ago. Just kind of happy birthday emails. How are you? Um, kind of, you know, we were all in this weird situation together. Right. And as you get to know someone and you realize, oh, some of us maybe weren't as authentic as others yeah. <laughs> during filming, or now we're in the real world, what are you really like? Um, mm. Yeah, uh, but there were, I mean, no hard feelings. So it, there's just this weird connection I think all of us have, having gone through this situation. And so... Um, and then over time, it was just, you know, what's there left to say? And you kind of move on. And in a sense, it was a relationship. And so out of respect for new relationships, you just, or at least I did, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You almost, you almost kind of have to, I mean, you know, on the other hand, you know, uh, my ex-girlfriend, Trista, uh, has been a part of my life ever since. So, <laughs> it's great and, when I can get along. I think oh, it's yeah. <laughs> and her poor husband, who was my roommate on the show, he yes. has to deal with me. Somebody's like, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? I'm like that little puppy Stop dog it. that just won't leave him alone. Hi. Yeah, hey, deal with it because you're not easy to deal with. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I have an acquired taste. I, yeah. I always say that about my wife. I always go, you know, she's an acquired taste. If you don't like her, acquire some taste. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch all of Trista's season, but I was, you know, curious, and I think Trista did a wonderful job. I think yeah. there was a lot of, for me, I think nerves of like, okay, how is a woman going to be presented, represented in this situation? But I do remember you, Bob. You were hilarious, and <laughs> so yeah, I thought you were so <laughs> adorable and charming. So I think that's awesome that. You know, you had your 
shot at being the bachelor as well. Oh, well, thank you. I got, I got lucky. You know, they, Trista made sure they edited me nicely. So oh, yeah. I got, I got lucky there. Yeah. And we were that also was my number lucky. one priority. Can you please yeah, make sure the pop kitty gets a good edit? She, she's like, guys, listen, I want you to redo that. I want you to redo those, uh, you know, two mm-hmm. episodes he made an appearance on or however long oh, it was. I can't remember. Just kidding. So, okay, Amanda, so you, you go on the show. Um, the first of all, I mean, this was such new news back then, right? Now it's like it's in the mm-hmm. zeitgeist. Everybody knows what The Bachelor is now. But back sure. then, no one knew what it was. How did you find out about it? How did you end up on the show, you know, and, and all that good stuff? Uh, well, perfect timing, maybe, is how you can look at it. I literally had the month before quit a job and was unemployed. And my... Uh, former sister-in-law, who was one of my good friends, was living in California. And she was moving back to Kansas City to get married. So I flew out to California, first time I had ever been there. She picks me up from the airport, and we went to the promenade for lunch. And I'll never forget, because it's kind of embarrassing reflecting. I mean, as you probably saw on the show, I wore a lot of turtlenecks, and I had one on. And I remember <laughs> All I had of lucky us jeans. All of us <laughs> did. Right? It was a thing. Yeah, it was, it was a thing. thing. It was early two thousands for sure. Yep. But um, we were having lunch, and one of the producers came over to our table and asked if we were single. And my friend was engaged, but I was like, "Man, I'm single. I got nothing going on. I had just moved into one of my brother's houses with his family, so like feeling really low." Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, let's look into this. But you know, being approached, hey, how about this dating show? I thought. No, I mean, you're going to film me in a basement, something smarmy. And so <laughs> my, my friend had an agent and he said, no, this, this is a real show for ABC. So the fact, you know, looking for love, yes, I was single, but it was more, I get a break from Kansas and yeah. I got nothing but time. <laughs> so I went And an experience, it. right? A fun experience in LA or whatever. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Now I know I know some of these answers uh, of Trista's experience, but of course I don't know them of yours. So mm-hmm. you get out of the limo, right? You don't know who you're meeting, which was like my season was so different because we knew we were meeting Trista, and then when they made me the Bachelor, the women knew they were meeting me, right? So oh, that sure. yeah. so those were both a little bit different. But you guys were yeah. really, I mean, you guys are really coming out of the cocoon, right? You're like you know like a butterfly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. who's this character? We yeah. were the whatever you are before you're a butterfly, like a right, baby yeah, butterfly. the caterpillar, yeah, or a baby cat. We were a caterpillar. You're the cat. Yeah. So you get out of the you limo, are. you look at Alex Michelle. Are are you like, oh my god, this is my guy, or do you look at him and you're kind of like, well, here we go. I mean, it had less to do with him and more to do mm-hmm. with you in that moment, probably. Like, what was your and experience wait. like? Oh and yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. I have a follow up to that. Did did they show you a picture? Because I know they showed me a picture like during casting. Did they show you a picture of him? They offered. So during casting, they said, you know, we have a photo and his bio, but I didn't want to know anything. I, oh, interesting. I mean, to be honest, I didn't really care. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I, I'm just here to get out of Kansas <laughs> as much right. as I yeah. love Kansas City. I'm like, this is, this is just fun. In yeah. Malibu, like, what could go wrong? Um, right, right. So no, I didn't want to know. I, I wanted to just authentically go into it. Um, I kind of figured I probably wouldn't like whoever it was anyway, right? I mean, what are the chances? Um, right. Some of us have good chances. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, 
but uh, so no. And so then when we got out of the limo, I mean, we were in there for hours consuming a lot of champagne. So I think anyone could look good at that point, but um, (laughs) there was not fireworks right at first. I mean, tall, dark hair, kind of thought, oh, but no, it took some time uh, getting to know a little bit more of his personality. So yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then once you did, I mean, did you genuinely start feeling like you were falling in love with them? So that's a good question. And in the moment, I do think psychologically, you get wrapped up in this situation. I mean, I'm sure it was all similar for our seasons where you're limited, no cell phone, no TV, um, like no magazines, all you have is to talk about this main character. Yeah. Yeah. And you're being interviewed all day. And at least my season fed a lot of booze, which at 23, I was down for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, over time, yes, you kind of feel like, or at least I did, like he is the last man on earth. (laughs) So it's not so much like I have to win, but you just become a little bit more kind of hungry for him. And and I do think he was funny. I mean, there were moments, you know, before our relationship carried on, at least during filming, the limited exposure. Yeah, I, I thought we had some chemistry. Yeah. Well, obviously, I would hope that you would have chemistry if you end up with, you know, end up with the person at the end of the show, you know, yeah. like, you have to have some kind of chemistry. It was such an experiment, though, at that point, right? Because, totally. I mean, the producers didn't really even know what they were doing. I mean, they were still figuring it out when I was The Bachelor. So I can only imagine at that point of of the process what they were, you know, how they were dealing with things. I mean, you know, well, this, this yeah. is going to, you know, do we want them to cry here? And I remember back then, too, yeah. so much drama. They were mining the drama hard. You know, like just trying to get us to, to, you know, cry or whatever. And the booze didn't hurt, you know, unfortunately yeah. with the guys that when Trista was the bachelorette, you know, we, we got along so great and the booze just yeah. made us get along even better. So it was, I think we were, uh, we almost went in the wrong direction. I, I almost got kicked off the show behind the scenes because I was having <laughs> just too much fun. I mean, I remember Fleiss pulling, me oh, yeah. <laughs> pulling me out of the hot tub. He's like, you're ruining my show. Relax. You guys don't have to oh, be best friends. I'm like, I'm like, I love these guys and I love her. If she's, uh-huh. this is just awesome. I was just so happy to be there. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, it was so it was great. You know? I mean, I am yeah. so thankful. I, I, I really don't keep up with the show, but I am so thankful. I know for our season, we all got along bonded. I mean, I laugh and often tell people who ask, I mean, I remember rooming with Shannon and helping each other pick out outfits, like for the same oh, guys, awesome. you know, doing each, each other's, other's hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> and she's such a great girl too. You guys, you guys did have such yeah. great women on your season. We yeah. did. We, we did. They're wonderful. Fun. Yeah, yeah. We were definitely like just trying to figure it out and just kind of go with the flow and do whatever. Cause we had no guide. We had no idea. No we had no idea yeah. what was happening. Nothing to, you know, uh, model or shape this after or protect ourselves from in that matter. Um, I think it was really genuine. Yes, we were kind of led with questioning and sure. good old editing, but, um, you know, trying to create some drama. I, I remember they, you know, went to my hometown, which I had not lived in for 
you know, 10 years or not 10 years, I guess it would have been like five years, but they wanted to take Alex to my dad's graveside. And thank God I was like able to just say no and not, you know, be forced upon that. I'm like, you're not going to get that drama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, even when I I will tell you that they didn't lose that bag of tricks. Cause even when I was the bachelor, I'll never forget going to Meredith's hometown and they, they pull in and we went to her grandma's gravesite and I I'm, I'm miked. I'm like, what are we doing? I don't, yeah. I shouldn't be here. This is, we're right. not there. You know, like this is no. not right. Yeah. This and is they, very forced. You know, yeah. It was like, you know, that, that was a, that was a good one. They went back to the bag on with me, but I was actually, you know, in, in retrospect now, I'm thankful that I, you know, if I, if I had to have a genuine moment with someone that was one, you know, because, because mm-hmm. it was, you know, she, it was very fresh for her. It happened during our season. So, um, but man, it was, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm not, I don't think this is the right thing to do. It's a TV show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. <laughs> the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always like the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was like, she looked like a bunny. She was like a four pound bunny. And she had these ears that were super high and she turned the corner and I was just like, well, what am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. 
or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Do you feel like, um, like nowadays, I feel like a lot of people talk about, um, how like their edit and especially with AI and stuff, I feel like there's a lot of talk about how they can actually make you say something that you never said. And I've always been like of the thought process that you, you they can't make you say something that you didn't say, but it seems like because of AI they can possibly do that now. I mean, I don't know the mm -hmm. technology. I am not a producer. I right. haven't been on the show in forever. But um, was there ever a moment that you felt like your words were twisted or, um, you know, that you said something? But because, you know, it's all in context, too, that, yeah. you know, you say something and it's taken out of context. Was there ever a moment like that for you that you remember? Um. <laughs> I mean, this was a long time ago. Girl. I know. I was just going to say that. It was a long I don't remember tomorrow or yesterday. I don't remember tomorrow either. But, <laughs> but yes, I do remember this overall sense when watching the show, kind of heartbroken and let down. But it's really being naive that so much was, you know, either out of context or the time frame. So, for example, I mean, I remember the rose ceremonies, you know, hand them out. Okay, give them back. Everyone get back to your places. Retake, retake. Yeah. And so a lot yeah, of those yeah, facial totally. expressions, you know, those looks or stares were not even targeted at that moment. It was just really calculated with their editing. Um, there were some moments where 
I would share something and not realize oh, this is going to be aired. Um, in particular, yeah. uh, when we were in the hotel room before the even first rose ceremony, uh, there was discussion. And, you know, I was the sex pot. Anything I said, that's all they wanted to air is all I am is sex, sex, sex. Like, <laughs> that's your character. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, great. Of course. And then, you know, the fact that I was busty just puts it all together for them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was a little old and annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but but I did say what I said. So like, I, yeah, I yeah, right. I mean, I am who I am. I said what I said. And I'll always tell everyone, you know, be careful what you say. It will be used against you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. forever. You know, and ever and ever and ever. Did they ever yeah. did you guys ever feel like the two of you? Did you ever feel like you were being pitted against one another? Kind of like, you know, because I, I, I know that that was a game they tried to do from a production perspective as well. Right. They they always wanted it to steer one way and then go the other way. And was that I mean, was that ever something where you felt like you, you might have gone like down a rabbit hole? You didn't want to go and. You know, I mean, I, I could imagine it was it was a ratings juggernaut for for them. So they probably mm -hmm. really wanted to play that up. You know, I don't remember ever being pitted. You know, like I, don't I feel, feel like, like that. they were. I feel like they were legitimately there, just in the background. Was my yeah. like kind of take on what I remember from the first season is just they were there obviously when you go into your ITMs they're yeah. asking you questions and that kind of thing but at mm -hmm. that point in time I don't know that it was as like cutthroat if you will as it is now mm -hmm. um where they really figure out like something that drives everyone crazy and they just like keep digging and digging and digging do you know what I mean but I don't yeah. feel like there was we really, truly got along, all of us, really well, I felt like. And um, until they, like, separate you and you go into your, I think it was hometowns or, like, right before hometowns that you go to your, like, each of us had a separate hotel that we stayed at. We weren't even at the same hotel. I don't know if oh, that wow. was for you, okay. Bob. But no, we were at like different that. hotels. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think they pitted us against each other, which is... What I think was so beautiful about it, because I mean, I grew yeah. up with three older brothers. So going in and I didn't even stay in the sorority, like it was too much for me. So going into this was just a whole bunch of women. I thought, oh, my God. But I, I really liked everyone. Um, no, I, I don't think Tristan and I got to know each other really well, but right. we kind of had, right. you know, kind of groups. I felt like we were always with, but there was never any bad feelings. I never thought of either one of us as like competition or a threat. I mean, you like totally. who you like, um, yeah. you know, afterwards, I think it, people want that. They want that right. competition and to pick sides, which fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love that we all kind of looked after each other. Cause I remember Trista after the show, a few of us would talk to each other, like if we had interviews yes. and there were people claiming to know me and, you know, we check in with each other. And I, you know, I just appreciated that, you know, so much that we all had that bond and one of the best for each other, I think. Yeah. That's totally. awesome. Do That's you, awesome. Amanda, do you know, like what happened after, um, uh, like after the rose ceremony for me, do you know what happened? Like, have you heard the stories? No, I mean, and 
based on what like I was a part of and then what Alex told me. And then I remember when we watched, I don't know if it was on, if it, they aired this or when I worked at a radio station, the program director thought it was funny and gave me the DVD for Christmas. And okay. I, <laughs> I watched it once. I, I can't remember. It was like an added ending where he like called you at, at the exactly. end. Right. That's what I was asking about. So at the end, yeah. at the end of the rose ceremony, um, well, like maybe it was that night. I was talking to Levinson and I'm like, this is just weird. Like if you break up with somebody, you usually have the ability to like get closure and actually know mm-hmm. why and like have an extended conversation. And mm-hmm. I was the first to really get down to the end and be like, I fully expected him to to propose to me because he had told me that two nights ago. I point blank mm-hmm. asked him, who would you choose if you had to choose now, and clearly he was going to say me because he was totally being put on the spot by me. Yes. But <laughs> I, I point blank asked him, who are you going to, yeah. are you going to get engaged and who are you going to, who would you ask right now? And this is two days before. And he's like you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I fully went into the rose ceremony thinking I was getting engaged. And then, mm-hmm. and then he says, you know, it's not you. And I was like, I walked away and I was like in the limo saying, oh, I'm, I'm sad, but I'll be fine. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. I'm just sad. And, mm-hmm. and then I talked to Levinson later that night and I was like, this is just weird. Like, I don't get to talk to him about why, like, why did he change his mind? And it's not me. And I fully mm-hmm. expected to get engaged. And why am I not engaged? And what, like, why just the big, why, you know, closure. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was, I was like, is there any way I can talk to him? Cause I just mm-hmm. want to know, like, just sure. tell me, I, yeah. please, if Amanda's your girl, then great. And you, you made that up and you told me that you were going to pick me. Awesome. I wish you guys all the best, but just tell me what the hell happens. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so she was like, let me, let me call around and see if there's something we can do. So they got us on the phone and, um, during the phone call, he told me he thought he made a mistake. And um, then he wanted to come over to my hotel room and they were like, nope, not happening. And at that point, too, I was like, no, I don't know if we should go that far. I just wanted to know what happened. I don't know that Mm -hmm. I don't know that now that you've chosen somebody else that I really want to do stuff, but or move forward with like stuff. But but Mm -hmm. I just I just wanted to know anyway. They but they put that kibosh on that real quick because they were like, we don't want to have to go back and film, right? So um, <laughs> anyway, I just didn't know if you knew that that phone call and that statement, literally he said, I think I may have made a mistake to me, yeah. which is why afterwards I go home and I'm like, crap, like this guy told, like, I like this guy. I wasn't in love with him, but I liked him. And I was like, mm-hmm. He told me he may have made a mistake. Like, what do I do with that? Do you know what I mean? Like, ah! Anyway, I I had a few few theories about, especially as I got to know the type of person he was later. So one, I was asked when we were down to the final three and then the final two, if I'd ever be a bachelorette. And at that time, not knowing what that could look like. 
I was a little terrified of how that might appear back in those days. Yeah. And with already my oversharing and already with my history of relationships, I didn't want it to look like I take love lightly. And so I instantly said, no, like no way I could never see myself doing that. Um, which again, came off beautiful <laughs> and all of that, but <laughs> just the unknown, you know, freaked me out. And yeah. so from a protective standpoint, I was like, no way. So then a part of me wondered if they had asked you and if mm -hmm. you were like, yes, you know, whether you like him or not, if that was ever something you do. And so that they kind didn't of helped ask me until no, they the didn't finale aired. Oh, okay. So, so I kind of wondered like if that was in later. the air. And then, I mean, of course he's going to save you because you did ask him. Of course. <laughs> and of he's course. going to have his balls cinched. And he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, um, but if he was being honest, yeah. he could have been like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I got to wait yeah. and see. Two days is a big I... amount of time in this, like, short little pressure cooker mm -hmm. that you're in. He could have yeah. totally said, I... I don't know. I like you both or, you know, I don't, I don't anyway. think he was very aware of anyone's feelings, but his own, which yeah. I learned throughout the year. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, fact that if you watch the vice documentary, neither one of us were his first pick for many episodes. Although we got, the first roses with influence. I never knew that. <laughs> you know, Alex. Yeah. I didn't me, either. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What's this vice document? Oh, yeah. So all the producers that were on our show that were really active, um, and you probably remember them if, if you see it. Uh, Alex, we were not his top two picks, or maybe even in the top five. And <laughs> um, he really liked Kimberly and Kathy. And so, oh, right. I do remember but Mike likes the blonde and they kept kind of inserting us. And because we had backgrounds and personalities and they wanted more airtime for us. Mm. So that was shocking um, yeah. a little bit too. And I mean, I know there's manipulation, but in that moment when, you know, we're 23, nothing had ever been done like this. I, I yeah. really didn't think there was so much manipulation, not having any Hollywood experience. Um, yeah. So even though I don't think Alex was very true to anyone, you know, I feel good. I'm sure you were. I know I was true t to myself and my feelings. And so at least I can sleep about that. But yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you remember the email that came out that he and the uh, company tried to shoot down that? he sent to friends saying, yeah, well, Amanda is a little bit fatter than Trista. He did, <laughs> did not. You? Yes. That came out like in the news and he was saying, no, I never I had to have been hacked. I never would have said something like that. Well, I received from an anonymous source, a whole bunch of emails about him talking about high school girls. And they were also very, really damaging um, words. And so it just began to grow that, oh my gosh. Yeah. You, this you know. is when you guys were together? 
yes. after the show. And that's when oh. things were ending. I mean, wow. tabloids want to say, you know, it's because I found out you guys still talked or slept together, which, I mean, I do think he should have shared that <laughs> in a relationship. He, he should have kind of disclosed a lot that we more were still talking did. for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, we were writing so, uh, just, because of where I was coming from. I was like, mm-hmm. I if I can write him a letter, and that was all we had at that time. You know, we didn't exchange <laughs> yeah. phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I would write him a letter, and most of them I didn't send. And then I remember he sent one back, and he's like something about leaving a door open or something. And mm-hmm. at that point, I was kind of like. I just wanted closure. Like, I just wanted mm-hmm. to know that you're good with Amanda. Like, I I don't need to move forward, but I, I just, in that moment, I just needed to be able to, yeah. like, you know, like, Absolutely. know what he, what was going through his head when he told me certain things. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. (laughs) The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always like the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was like, she looked like a bunny. She was like a four pound bunny. And she had these ears that were super high and she turned the corner and I was just like, well, what am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. 
or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. I feel like Amanda, you you have you done a lot of therapy over the years because you are so well adjusted about all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you're just like you know, and it was just an experience, and I'm okay. It's like I love it because I mean, I, I I talk to some people who you know, 20 years ago, and they're still they're still pissed off about you know someone cutting them off in the in the in the grocery store parking yeah. lot. Yeah, right. like, you're just like no. yeah, you know, I started realizing who he was, and I was okay with letting yeah. it go. I mean, you just have such a no, nice demeanor. No, it was hard, you guys. I mean, it it was hard and yes I, I mean right after the show finished I we were totally dropped like our relationship any support we were just ghosted <laughs> and yeah. really I did not know what to do with myself you know I tried to live in California I couldn't figure out career-wise what I should do I kind of felt like there was this expectation since I had been on TV um, I was really turned off with Hollywood, having gone to some events and meeting like Alex instantly jumped on that bandwagon and it just was not authentic what I was around. And so um, when, when I got the job offer to be a DJ at a radio station and be on the morning show, I was like, absolutely no place like home. Get me out of here. Um, I had trouble. I you know started having panic attacks. Um, Alex would come visit and we'd go to a mall and we were, I remember the first one, we were on our way to a movie and I had to get in a corridor and I just was blacking out, couldn't breathe, oh didn't know what was happening. And so panic attacks, depression, there was not a lot of social media, but there was enough out there about 
I mean, I'm five eight. I had triple D breasts at the time, and you know, a size four six, which isn't huge. I still am that size, but I mean, I was body shamed, and so I yeah. got on antidepressants, and I did. I had years of therapy. You know, I, 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 I want to say something about that. I mean, I, I can actually, you know, relate a little bit to that because when I was on Trista's season, you know, I was a little heavier than I'd been previously in my life because I played sports and everything. And I remember I was the funny fat guy everywhere I went. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and so it was kind of, it, it, it was one of those things where I know that can be really difficult. I went through it too. And so I can only imagine how that had to feel as a, as a beautiful woman, you know, my I guess my revenge in my head, not that I needed revenge, but everyone would always come up and go, Oh my God, you're not fat. And I'd be like, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I'm glad, I'm glad four people out in front of, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. pack sun tell me that when, you know, 3 million viewers think I'm a pig. And, but it was like, I, I get, I get that that can be really hard, you know? And so yeah. good for, good for you. To, you, look, you look so much better in person. <laughs> oh yeah. I get that. I still get oh, that one. Right? <laughs> right? All the time. Yeah. I still get that one. No, it was hard, but I, you know, I, I think there was a lot even behind that. I mean, losing my dad at the age of 12, I think abandonment, the whole bunch yeah. of development issues I had to deal with. Um, I had been bullied because I had some breast development issues when I was growing up. I mean, there's so much more to my past, like all of us, that makes us yeah. who we are. And yeah. then I was in this very vulnerable situation without really any safety net. So I had to find it, which I did. And then, you know, with my career, I mean, that is my ultimate goal. Um, I work in healthcare and dermatology and to get the trust of these patients who come in and have to gown up so I can scan their body for skin cancer, make sure they're comfortable, help them love themselves. I mean, yeah. it, it's so rewarding. Well, Good for you. That's I mean, you right. definitely, you can tell you've, I mean, I'd never have known you before, obviously. I think, I think we may have met <laughs> once, I think a long, long time ago, but I was, I was going to say, you know, it had to be so interesting because coming off of, off that experience, I mean, again, you, you were both groundbreaking and, and everything you're doing as was Alex. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that it, it definitely made the path for people who came after you that much easier, but it didn't make it easier for you all going through it. And so I can only imagine, you know, I think, um, you know, good for you dealing with it and, and taking it head on and turning it all into a positive. I mean, that's wonderful. Thanks. I know. And Trista, I always laugh. What did you think, which this is a compliment, because I think it's a very flattering position to have had, but with your degree and they listed you as a Miami Heat dancer versus yeah. having had your professional. Well, when you were talking about how you were the sex pot, I'm like, I was the dancer. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> That was we, me. Were all, we were all one-dimensional characters back then, you know. Yeah, I mean, totally. yeah. I had been, no, I had been, I mean, a, I, yeah. Whatever, it was what it was. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's part of me, but I tried to talk about being a physical therapist as much as possible and hope that that would stick, <laughs> sure. you know. Yeah, it, well it. it wasn't like yeah. we were, you know, creating websites or had an Instagram, you know, presence right. or whatever. So. um no, it, it is interesting that they latch on to that kind of stuff. But that's always, I mean, it is in the end, it's a television show and they're trying mm -hmm. to get people to watch. And, yeah. you know, even though I think it's really cool to be smart and um, have other qualities, <laughs> other your physicality. <laughs> yes, yes. You can have brains and be hot. 
<laughs> you know, I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that's how I, I originally captured Trista's heart was I too was a dancer. And when I came on the show, yes, I busted the out the running jig. man, the Irish jig. Oh and I think that, that both of those I moves, know. both of those moves, you know, really caught her attention because of her dance background. So, I mean, yes, I could have come in, I could have come in and like try to do, you know, some strengthening exercises as a physical therapist would also enjoy, but that I knew my way in. I knew it. Just didn't yes, know that I was going to do know. it. Until yeah, I was you, there. you were totally memorable. I, I, you were, you were darling. And you were oh, darling thank then you. too. Yeah. Thank I you. Really You're very, very you. sweet. Very sweet to say that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for being on the show with us and being a part of this. I mean, you know, Trista and I, when, when we were uh, first starting this thing off, this is exactly what we wanted was to have, you know, people who really were on it in the very beginning, who had these experiences. And, you know, now it's a totally different beast, right? But back then, things were a little simpler, probably a little more complicated in certain ways, I guess, just because of the fact that we didn't know what we were getting into. But yeah. it was such a pleasure having you on. And thank you for being a part of the show with us. Thank you. Oh, I love getting to see you both. Yeah, it was so nice. And I, th I think it also was really helpful, like with Trista, to be able to talk and kind of have closure about that time in our life as well. Yeah. And it's so nice that I we're all so doing too. great. <laughs> That's right. right. We are. We are. Congratulations on, on your family and, and, and your marriage thank and everything you. else. And thank you again so much for joining us and, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, guys. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was awesome. I that loved having good. her on. And, and yeah. I hope, you know, it did seem like you guys got a chance to kind of connect on some things that may have been, you know, sticking points for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if, you know, um, I mean, I, I really don't ever think about Alex. I mean, it was no. a long time ago and yeah. I have been happily married for almost 20 years in a few months. Um, so like, I, I don't think about him, but when her name popped up as, as coming on the podcast, I was like, Oh, well, Hmm. I wonder how this is going to go. Like, does right. she still like, for some reason, I think, I, I think I read about how, you know, she blamed me for their breakup. Um, and obviously she's happily married and, yeah. you know, a mother and, you know, she has a whole different life. So I would think that, you know, it wouldn't, um, oh, she just texted me, um, big hugs to you and Bob. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> so I, you know, I was, I was like, oh gosh, like, how is this going to go down? Is she going to, like, you know. Uh, does she still like think that? Um, so it's. I think she was probably saying she was thanking you for their breakup. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. That's that's the kind of line I always throw out there whenever someone brings up Estella. I'm like, oh, trust me, she's lucky uh -huh. she got away from this disaster. Right. But no, I feel like um, you know, yeah. I think like time and space from anything. Yeah gives you such a different perspective in life, right? I mean, totally. here we are, you know, you and I, I mean, I always knew we'd be friends forever. I knew that from the second I, I, we met, but, yeah. but it's one of those things like you look at, you look at this history and a lot of people, you know, didn't, didn't get the type of treatment that you and I both got from yeah. Bachelor Nation and, and everything else. A lot of people went through different experiences. And so they almost like separate themselves as far as they can from the whole experience. And and I think, um, you know, that's that's something that, you know, she kind of went through it and she was the winner, so to speak. And then it's like, you know, and she's also the one that's maybe in a relationship that isn't what she wants, but she feels like the pressure she has to stay in it and 
all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I, I wish I would have even asked her that, but I just feel like it's one of those things that I think she seems like a really, I, I meant what I said. Like she seems like she's definitely dealt with not oh, just this, right. but with everything, you know, you're right. Cause that's hard. Like being yeah. on the first show and having to come out and she, you know, she kind of alluded to the fact that she was, they were ghosted, you know, yeah. they, they were just, okay, you guys go on about your happy life and we're going to continue to, do stuff and she didn't feel supported. So that's hard. Um, especially with getting kind of not kind of, but bullied like yeah. on, um, you know, on yeah. the internet through the message boards. Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta wrap. Thank you everybody for listening in. We love our AFOG podcast. And, um, until next time he's Bob Guinea. She is Trista Sutter. Nay. Ren. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>so if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Top 302 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratacoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.